Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by a freshman on the Brown Women's Lacrosse team, McKenna London. In her lacrosse career, she competed at McDonough High School, where she was the team captain and won the IAAM championship. She also competed with MND Lacrosse Club. In college, McKenna has helped her team to be ranked 23rd in the country, according to the NCAA website. So I'm excited to have her on today. Uh, welcome to the podcast, McKenna, and how, how's everything going? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Everything is going well. Well, obviously, the season's been going well for your team as well as your team's currently undefeated with a game against Harvard on Saturday. How has the season been going from your perspective and what's your perspective on the team's performance so far this season as well? Um, so the team has been doing great. I'm actually injured right now. So I haven't been playing, but just being with this group of girls has been so exciting. We have a new coaching staff this year, and I just think everyone is so excited for them to be here and to just be out there and kind of get some wins against some teams that maybe they've had tough games with before and just come out super hungry and ready to go. And I think that that hunger and just like love for the game and each other has brought us these wins so far. Yeah. And obviously it says that you're 23rd ranked in the country. Do you, does your team sort of feel any pressure of being ranked? Cause I feel like this is the first time I remember being Brown ranked for it's been a few years, I should say. Yeah, um, I don't know that there's necessarily pressure. I think everyone is just super excited and ready to play more. Now, one of those victories was against a ranked UMass team on the road. I know you didn't play it, but just talk about getting that upset and sort of what it meant uh, for your team, especially since that was yeah. the first game of the season. Yeah, I think everyone was just so excited for our first game to be out there and play. Um, I think, I mean, the game was super back and forth and we've been having some really long, hard practices every day. And I think everyone knew that like we had put in the work for like the end of the game where we really needed to like hold out and win the game. So we had put in that work and I really think it was all about the heart and the team and just how bad everybody wanted to win. And I think that it was such like a big team win that everyone all over the field was doing such amazing things and really came together to get that win. Now you have a new head coach in Katrina Dowd, who's a lacrosse legend. So what's it been like to be, have her be your coach and uh, sort of what have you learned from her so far in your first year with the team? Yeah, I, she's been so amazing so far. I've been so lucky to have such amazing coaches in my career and she's really brought like this fire to the team and has taught us so many amazing things. And I think we're only like scratching the surface so far. She has so much to teach us and everything we've learned from her has been super successful so far. And it's just going to keep growing. Now, one thing I did want to ask you was you mentioned that you're currently injured right now. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what's the timeline for that injury? And do you expect to play this season? Yeah, I I have a stress fracture in my foot that was diagnosed about a week and a half ago. So I'm out with that for six weeks. I'm not sure I might redshirt due to that injury just because I'm going to miss most of the season, which is just really bad timing. Um, but yeah, I was training with the team all up until 
the week before our first game. Well, that sucks to hear. I hope you uh, feel better and get well soon. But are you still you're still able to, you know, like be with the team, right? If that's Yes. the case. I'm just I'm just Yes. curious about that. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm still at all the games at all the practices. Um, I was at UMass, Albany, everywhere. That's awesome. I do want to ask you then, so like obviously, even if you do redshirt, what's something that you want to see yourself, I guess, improve on or accomplish when you're a college lacrosse player? Yeah. I mean, I really, really want this team to go to the Ivy tournament. I know we have actually never gotten there before in Brown women's lacrosse history. And I think that we are working really hard and giving ourselves the opportunity to be able to accomplish that. Um, so I think that would definitely be my goal. And I think that would be just so fun and so great for like this team and this program to be on the first team that makes it there. Absolutely. And what do you think your team needs to work on as you guys head on head into conference play coming up? Um, I think we just need to keep this fire that we have and keep this team going. I think that our chemistry is just developing and with the coaches and the players, we're just starting to all come together. And I think that we can only grow from there. And I think just keeping this, this motivation going that we have um, to play Harvard this week and through the season. And I think we'll do really well if we just keep, going with all this heart and just desire to win. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and work up all the way to where you are today. So from the research that I did on yourself, it says that you're from Pikesville, Maryland. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I grew up right in the heart of lacrosse. Um, I've I went to McDonough since I was in kindergarten. So that's really where it all started. I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't play lacrosse. Um, so just being there in that area is was just so amazing. There was every opportunity you could imagine for lacrosse. And it's really the only sport I ever was super into and loved and played forever. And growing up, did you have like a favorite lacrosse player or team that you like to watch? Yeah, I mean, I always loved Taylor Cummings, which was just so great when she became our coach. Um, because when I was at McDonough, she went to McDonough and played and was obviously a superstar there and then at Maryland. So I think she was definitely the person I looked up to most and was just so exciting to have her as my coach and just grow up watching her. And now I'm very close with her and just so grateful for all of that. Yeah, what have you learned from her as a co uh, when she coached you? Because that's pretty cool that you get to be coached by one of your favorite players of all time and a legend in the game as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, she's taught me so much, whether it's just keeping my shots low or just how to be mentally tough and just so much about the game. I think she really brought me to like the next level of lacrosse. Um, during my career at McDonough, we switched from like high school roles to college roles, which was such like great preparation for me and was such a new thing for the league and just me in general. And she kind of brought us through everything and she coached us like we were a college team, which I think was so great for everyone. I mean, the whole team was filled with amazing athletes and 
we were kind of coached like very similar to what a D1 team would be coached like. Now talk about some of the players that you got to play with when you were at McDonough because I feel like a lot of basically you were playing with other D1 commits as well, which must help that transition once you get into college. So I'm just curious about some of your teammates that you got to play with and what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing experience all around. So my freshman year was our COVID year, but I was the only freshman on the team that year. And it was obviously very scary, but I was so excited. And it was just really cool to be able to look up to the girls who were seniors who were going to all these amazing places. And I think even though we didn't play that month, month and a half that I had to play with them was the best month for me and it, I could just really learn so much it's like we had Ava Class, Kayla Abernathy, Julia Hammerschlag, um, all of these people going to amazing places so just having them to just show me the ropes and go against them and do 1v1s and get beaten up was just the best learning experience for me and obviously as my career went on like playing with Corey and Caroline and all of those girls, some of my best friends, it just made the team so competitive and really prepared me for where I am now. Now, what's your favorite memory from your McDonough days when you look back on that now? Um, I think some of my favorite memories are probably just some of our like traditions that we had. We have like a really weird cheer that we would do before our games. So that was always memorable. Um, we would have like a bunch of locker room dance parties before the games and just being able to celebrate with these girls who are my best friends. And it's it's really cool now being able to turn on any D1 lacrosse game and know so many people on the field and just still be in support of my past teammates. Do you play? Do you think do you, uh, does your team do you have any like um, competitors like in the Ivy League that went to McDonough? Because obviously. The only people I know that uh, went there were uh, Marin, who plays at William and Mary, and then Caroline uh, at UNC, because I had him on the podcast. I'm curious if there's any uh, other ones from the in the Ivy League uh, specifically, because that must be cool when that game gets to happen yeah. when you get to play against them for the first time. Yeah. So actually, Hannah Shields is on Harvard, and she was one grade ahead of me, McDonough, so that we fun to be able to play against her this weekend, and I think that's it. In the Ivy League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it in the Ivy League. Um, so I'll see her this weekend. That's awesome. A good reunion for sure, for sure. Yeah. So another experience I wanted to talk to you about was you also played for M&D club team. And I'm just curious how you got the opportunity to play for that club team and some of your memories uh, uh, with them when you look back on that today. Because from what a lot of players tell me, club lacrosse is sort of where they get recruited and how they develop to become the college lacrosse players they are today. Yeah. Club lacrosse was also a really fun experience for me. I played on M and D as soon as I was allowed to, I think around third or fourth grade and some of the girls on that team um, I had played with until, you know, since then until we went to college. So it was just really good and my coach Jeff Peak, I think his daughter Emily was on this podcast yes. um yeah he was a great coach um super great guy and kind of led me through the recruiting process along with Scott Robinson who owned the club and directed it at the time so 
Um, I think it was great all around. I mean, it was very competitive with the different clubs around us because it was kind of the hub for like all the tournaments and all the teams. Um, but we always just had a very like fun environment. And along with my McDonough friends, like these girls, some of them are my best friends since I can remember. And it's cool watching them too now in college. And it was nice to have an outlet of these girls who most of them didn't go to my school. So growing up, um, I had these friends from all over who played lacrosse and I was just super close with. And then we went to high school when we could play against each other. And it was just so much fun. Now, when you look back on the past seasons with those teams, what do you think is the biggest improvement you made to your game that you think has helped you once you got to Brown uh, this fall? Um, I think by going back and forth on these teams, it was nice to be able to play with different people and kind of just learn how to work with people. I think our M&D team was pretty relaxed where we didn't really have many plays. Like we would just go out there and have fun and play. And I think that was really helpful for me to learn how to just be creative and have fun and, you know, just make up our own little thing with our friends on the field. Like I know on attack with me, like I played with Natalie Shirtliff a lot and Maisie Clevenger and we would just kind of be on the field and be like, Oh, let's do this. And let's see if it works. And like, we would just have fun messing with the defense and just kind of doing our own thing out there. So you think your defense, how do you think your defensive game improved, I guess, in that time as well, since you mentioned that in your last answer? Um, I, I never played defense. Um, I play attack, but yeah. Do you think so. there's like a, I guess, a defensive portion you have to do when you're an attacker? Um, yeah, I think the ride is a super important part of the game and it's really changed this year with all the green cards. And I, I think that the ride really is something, it's like a skill that you, you learn when you're five years old and you have to do it forever. Like you, you always just have to run your hardest, play your hardest. And I know now you have to play maybe a little bit cleaner almost on the ride um but it's still just about like wanting the ball back and having that hustle so I think it just takes like being with these competitive teams in the moments where it really matters to like bring out the time where you need to get the ball back and just play super super hard now talk about your recruiting process with Brown and what made you want to go there versus the schools you might have looked at and how is the recruiting process different at an Ivy League school versus other institutions where I feel like you don't have to sign the national letter of intention. That's sort of the difference from what I was told, but you obviously know more than I do. So you can explain that. <laughs> yeah. So um, the process was pretty stressful, but I, I think I put a lot of stress on myself. I had no idea where I wanted to go to college. So leading up to that, I would just reach out to a bunch of different schools. Um, and I really never had like a dream school or somewhere that I wanted to go. So when all these schools reached out, it was super exciting. And I was just kind of looking around. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll look here. Maybe I'll look here. And so I visited Brown on, I want to say like the second or third weekend of recruiting in September of my junior year. And I had visited two schools previously to it. And I didn't, I don't think I went to a school that I didn't like. Um, but when I was at Brown, I just felt like it checked all the boxes. And the people here are just so amazing. I 
think that I just felt a connection with the girls on the team, which I was totally right about that. I think that my team is just so great. All the girls are so sweet and it's just such a good group of people to be around. And I think that's what I felt the most um, during the process. And I think that's what ultimately made the decision because it's not like, obviously we have a great campus, great facilities, whatever, but it's really about the people. Now, what has been sort of the biggest adjustment you had to make to college across? Because obviously you've been involved with those practices and just being around the team. What do you think sort of been the biggest adjustment you've had to make? And when you finally do get to play, what do you think you're going to have to do to sort of make that jump um, in the Ivy League? Um, yeah, so the biggest change, I mean, obviously, is playing with a whole new group of girls and just starting everyone. I think the biggest thing on this team is that we have a huge team. We have 45 people on our team, which is a really big number for any women's lacrosse team. So I think that was a big change because on McDonough and growing up, you know, I'd be on a team of like 25 girls. So you kind of would play with the same people every day. And I think being here you know, you can get moved around a bunch and play with someone different and practice every single day. And you have to just build that chemistry with everyone until you kind of find your group that you're with. But really all fall, it was all about just working together and seeing who you could play well with and just becoming one with the team. Yeah, for sure. I do. do how do you get to know everyone's names when there's 44 other <laughs> teammates? I feel like that's got to be tough as well. Yeah, it definitely takes some time. Um, I think it's it, it's tricky, but like you get to know them, you know, you're with them every day. Um, I think I would go around knowing people's first names and I don't think I knew everyone's last names for a long time, but just slowly forming like different little friend groups. Like we have this thing called Bear Fams that we stretch with and, you know, just hang out with or you know, getting to know the people close to my locker, just all different things. But it's it's a, it was a lot of people to learn. Now, how have you balanced both school and lacrosse at such a high level? Because that's something that most people don't really talk about, especially in Ivy League school where you have rigorous academic cor courses to take. I'm just curious how that works out for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a challenge. Um, it's a very hard school. So I think what's the most helpful in an Ivy League is that our hours are very different in the fall, so we can't practice as much. So that gives us more time to, like, focus on our schoolwork. I think it was just a big jump for me um, just being able to get all my work done and, you know, learn how that works here. Um, but we have an open curriculum, which is really nice. So it just took some time getting used to that. And I think having those less hours – as much as it sucks not being able to play lacrosse in the fall kind of allowed me to like figure out how everything works here. And I feel way more comfortable now than I did in the fall. What's been like your favorite class you've taken so far? Um, I'm in this engineering class. Uh, well, I was in it in the fall and then I'm taking the next level right now. And it's all about entrepreneuring and just business plans and how they do well and don't do well and they have um people that took this class at brown come back and talk who have these like amazing brands now so it's super interesting to just hear from those people and learn how they kind of create these businesses that's awesome has any who, who's come to speak with you guys so far this semester 
Um, so I don't know if you know the brand like Nantucket Nectars. It's like that juice company. I feel like I've heard of it before, but okay. I don't I'm sure know what you've it, like, probably seen it. Like. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the guys, Tom, who created it, obviously was in this class, went to Brown. So he came back and talked. And it's just super interesting to hear. Like, he just seems like, you know, your average guy, but he's super smart and has created this awesome business. And he just kind of goes through what happened. And it's like, oh, like, this is so cool. He did this. And like, then he sold it and like, you know, ocean spray, like talking about how that gets into it and how just like the juice company works, like you wouldn't know anything about it, but you kind of take the information from this class and can apply it to really anything that you want to start. Yeah. What were some like, what have been some like the biggest lessons you've learned from that class? Like something that you didn't really like know about heading into it that you like, man, like this is something that I'm definitely going to start applying in future, I guess, businesses that I want to do or just in life in general? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that I've learned that knowing, like thinking of an idea and thinking it's going to be a good invention or a good project isn't always right. Like I think when you think of that just before in my life, you would just think of, oh, this would be so useful, but maybe it's useful for me. I think the biggest thing is that I've learned is finding like the target market and knowing like, oh, this big group of people would use this product, even if it doesn't relate to you. Just knowing that there's a market for it is the way to make it successful. Yeah, for sure. And also like it could be a really good product, but if you don't market it well and no one knows about it, then it's like kind of useless as well. So it's sort of like a mixture of both the thing that you were talking about and that as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, one more question I want to ask you before we get to the non-lacrosse segment is just uh, you mentioned how there's like there's there's been some rule changes for this season with more green cards inside the eight meters. So I'm just curious about how your team sort of adjusted to that. Do you think the refs are being a little less strict about it in the spring than they were in the fall? Um, I, I mean, I think it really depends on the game with the refs, but I think that the game is totally changing and I love it. And, um, you know, you have to play cleaner on the ride, obviously, which I think is where it's affected the most because it's in between the thirties where you can get most of these green cards. But I think our team has just done an outstanding job about to like intercept passes and knock down passes and kind of get in passing lanes and know where the ball is going to be instead of going for checks that might be illegal or trying to push someone out of bounds, just kind of reading the ball instead of going for like the body or the stick. Yeah, it's definitely been interesting to see, but. I just hope at the end of the day that they, the game just gets faster because that's sort of been my one thing is I think sometimes some of these new rules can slow it down. And then it's like, it's been like three hours and the game's still like wrapping up. Like at some point you got to end it. So I think at some point you, if you want to make it like, I want the sport to grow. And I think a big reason why it got, why it can grow is because if it's like under three hours, then you can put as many games as you can on TV and then you can get a bigger audience that way. At least that's the way I feel. I could be completely wrong about that, but I think speeding up the game will definitely help it grow a little bit because then you can put more games on on TV and it could be marketed that way. That's just my opinion. But like I said, you obviously know more about that than I would. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's making it faster. And I think, you know, just the pace of the game is faster nowadays. I know, like, the shot clock makes it faster. Um you know, in high school, we'd play teams out of conference and couldn't have the shot clock. And the difference was 
insane. Like we didn't even know what to do with ourselves. So hopefully they'll just keep making little changes to kind of advance the game. And I know when it goes to like the Olympics, it'll be a little different and maybe we'll pick up some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the shot clock as well. So now let's go into a segment that I like to call the non-lacrosse segment or ask you some non-lacrosse questions to get to know you a little bit more off the field. And if you want me to answer some of them, just let me know if you need some time to think about uh, your answer. So first one is, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Um, Probably Margot Robbie, just because I love her. She's amazing in every role. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good answer. <laughs> Uh, what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday? I think the most underrated is 4th of July and the most overrated is New Year's Eve. I agree with you on New Year's Eve. You're basically just waiting for a clock to turn midnight. But I do think Halloween's a bit more overrated because if you're not into trick or if, once you're an adult, it's not as fun as it used to be. And I think yeah. people try to try to bring that back when it just it doesn't work anymore. So yeah. now. Who is the funniest teammate you have on Brown? Funniest teammate. Hmm. That's a tricky one. Hmm. Um, I think maybe one of our goalies, Margaret, does some really funny impressions and that definitely gets some people going. Now, who has the best off-the-field style on the Brown women's lacrosse team besides yourself, obviously? <laughs> um, I think I would say Jesse Bakes or Lydia Bongiorno. Now, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to lacrosse, but the Maryland upset in Syracuse men and women's was just insane. And obviously, I love Maryland. I love Brown more. But, you know, coming from Maryland, I always love Maryland. Uh, for me, it was probably I saw this great goal that Clemson scored against Duke. I don't know if you saw yeah, that, but it was just a I good full that. field. And press. I, that was super fun to watch. Those are some of my favorite goals. Uh, to watch highlights about. So that's probably my most interesting thing. I'll keep it to lacrosse as well. Yeah. Now, what is one item on your bucket list that you would like to do one day? Um, I know this is like one of the most basic bucket list things, but I would love to go skydiving or I'm one of those like huge bungee things. That seems so fun to me. I would not want to go skydiving. That's too scary for me. I think hot air balloon would be more fun because it's a lot, not as fast. And you yeah. can, I feel like you can control it a little bit better. So that's what I would do. Yeah, that, that sounds fun too. Now, last non-lacrosse question is, who is your celebrity crush? Hmm. I think I'll go with Jacob Alordi. Nice, nice. I don't yeah. know who that is, but um, <laughs> I probably am too out of the whole celebrities thing anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I would say He's like, a great actor. Yeah. I think I'd say probably like Natalie Portman. She was in Star Wars. She's super cool. So I'll go with her. Now, getting back to some lacrosse questions now. Uh, first one is what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse? Obviously, you sort of mentioned it 
um, I guess, in our conversation, but is there anything specifically that you think could be done to help grow the sport? Um, I think, like, you know, just having it, like you said, on TV more, or just, I mean, I guess it's hard for me to say, because, like, I grew up, you know, all the little kids want to play lacrosse, but just the girls who are now in college who were those little kids, like, in areas maybe that aren't as popular with lacrosse, just connecting with those little kids and, you know, getting them to play the sport and love it and, you know, watch some of their superstars, you know, and just learning the game and just being able to be around those girls like me who play now, but were once one of those little girls who like always wanted to be with me, Taylor Cummings, and then became, you know, super close with her. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, obviously you are from Maryland, but you play lacrosse in New England. Is the lacrosse scene in New England much different than Maryland? And do you think trying to grow lacrosse in different areas like New England, the South and West, specifically in Midwest, where there's no teams where I feel like that should change because there's a lot of good schools there. But yeah. I'm just curious from your perspective, if that's something that could be done as well, just sort of growing it in different areas of the country. Yeah, I think it's super different for me. Um, I'm used to it just kind of taking over my whole world. And, you know, obviously being in an Ivy, you get international students and just a whole realm of people who don't even know what lacrosse is and that's so foreign to me um so I think just growing it to these areas where it's not as popular is so important because it's such a great sport and you know every little girl can be out there playing in all these places that they might not even know what lacrosse is now, for all those uh, younger players listening to this, what advice would you give them on what it takes to sort of be in the position that you're in as a D1 college lacrosse player? Um, my advice to them would be to always work hard, you know, always have that drive and to just have fun while you're playing, like make those connections with your teammates and kind of just be creative and, you know, keep playing, have fun, work hard and always watch the people you look up to and learn from them. Now, before we let you go, McKenna, is there any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, family, friends, and who should we have on the podcast next? Um, you know, we could pass it off to another, another Brown teammate. None of them have been on here yet. I think, I think, maybe we could pass it down to another freshman who who is from California who might have some different outlooks on some of this lacrosse world is Adele Atherton. Um, yeah, she might have some different views and some good stuff to say. We'll definitely got to reach out to her and if she, if she wants to come on. But uh, McKenna, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on the podcast. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to myself. Um, best of luck in your recovery and I hope to see you back on the field very shortly um, but whenever you do get back on the field I know you're going to do great things I'm excited to see you uh, play with Brown and best of luck to your team as well obviously it's super fun to see the success that your team's had so far and obviously we'll continue to have it's going to be a fun Ivy League season with teams like Cornell and Harvard playing well as well yeah thank you so much for having me on 